connected. Here comes some music and a disrupted morning for the audience. kicked off here right on the monday morning and uh, a little confusion before but i guess we got it straightened out thank you very much for the guidance big guy and uh, so here we go on the 25th jeff informs me of july and uh, we're back on our jitsi board we had a little screw up this morning on the password deal again but it magically straightened out so we didn't have to use the alternate and it looks like a good group here starting out this Monday morning. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your schedule to be here this morning. Um, Roger Sales, obviously, and it's the Radio Ranch uh, Eurofolkradio.com edition, not the RBN edition and uh, our regular little seat. And very comfortable here. Glad you all are all along. Let's see, what else do I need? Do I need any other information there? I don't think so. Um I guess I want to start out this morning outside of the, you know, the little confusion we had here, a little hiccup, and we got back on our regular platform and all that kind of stuff. Pretty good shows over the weekend. I did, uh, I liked both of the shows yesterday. I thought the one with Thumper was very good, and uh, uh, and uh, the one on RBN last night was very good. But I should say I'll, I'll, out front here, I've already scheduled next Sunday's RBN uh, show. I'm going to have Brent on, and I want Brent to go in and go over the origins of the common law how it's developed and his expertise on the table and wherever else the conversation leads and that audience needs to be introduced to that information you know that's what we're doing when you follow this affidavit you're moving back over under the common law and i mean it's it's great but very few people know anything about it really and does uh, my findings over many years and uh, that's so that should be a good show next sunday night and uh then don't forget Tuesday. I'm on with uh, Michael Herzog uh, on RBN uh, tomorrow afternoon in the drive time slot. So that'll be a first appearance with Michael, and uh, he's probably uh, up to snuff on this material. I did send him the book last week, and Daryl, who used to do shows with him, says that he's a very avid reader and a good student. So uh, I imagine he will have his arms around this pretty good by tomorrow afternoon. It should be a good program. So. Uh, if you got anybody new that doesn't want to listen to any of our recorded previous interviews and uh, hear this anew, that'll be the, as they say in Spanish, the oportunidad mañana in la tarde in the afternoon drives time. So uh, the thing's been on my mind since Saturday night, really. And I talked about it on both shows yesterday because I think it's really a turning point. And because it's our group here, if you have not found this or heard this, I would uh, – well, I would think you'd want to. I'm going to urge you to, and I'll put the uh, link to this interview at the end of today's show description. Uh, this uh, show, uh, Paul, you and Daniel. Is Daniel on with us this morning? Not yet. Um, yeah, I'm here. Hey, Daniel. Uh, you know, when we had our conversation with Mike Collum, he uh, mentioned Red Pill Report and uh, that he had some connections over there and i've been watching this guy occasionally you know on weekends when it's you're looking around for something to listen to and i click on it looks like it's most uh 
uh, you know, good two-hour discussion. And so I like the guy. Zach's very good on that show. He's a good host. He's real good technically. And uh, they've got a very good format. He's got a real even temper, uh, much more so than mine, I think, And uh, when technical stuff happens. And uh, so Saturday night, I clicked on there. You know, for me, Saturdays is uh, – it's the only day I don't work, you know, don't get on the air somewhere. And uh, so usually we have a little group here that goes out to lunch and, you know, we get together about 1, one thirty, and go get a, some new restaurant. We try to and and then we have a nice lunch and uh, usually a nice restaurant and nice lunch and sit around and talk for a couple hours and it eats up Saturday. Well, if that doesn't happen, I'm, I'm like bored stiff. <laughs> and so uh, that was what happened this past Saturday. So I just went out and did some stuff on my own, came but so um the other uh, aspect of the weekend so i don't know how many of you have noticed that uh there, uh, especially on, so there's not a lot of new production and stuff being uh, uploaded you know so you don't have a lot of choices and so uh, over the <coughs> excuse me over the months i'm gonna have to cough here <coughs> over the months i've kind of hit this red pill report a couple of times and i liked it so i'm looking around there saturday and i pop on this thing and it says, says james martinez on it and um this uh, uh is a game changer I, I was real i'd heard about it maybe a month ago i meant to mention it because i heard people talking about it and promoting this uh, day today actually and uh, because today is the first time in the history of our planet outside of the sunshine and every day that we've got a free energy being demonstrated if you haven't heard about this it is really exciting and it's been going on for years this guy james martinez on this interview is the one that's been involved in it since he was uh it was back in the late 80s and somehow he came into contact with some big phd guy now deceased and the guy told him this is what started him off. You know, it's like me with income taxes illegal is where I started. Uh, and with this guy, uh, he came up. Uh, he was having a conversation with his Ph.D., if I can recount the story accurately. And the guy said the future of the world is hydrogen. And uh, that piqued his interest, and he's been involved for 30, almost 35 years now. And today's the day that this uh, contraption, if you will, is being demonstrated publicly for the first time. It's uh, out in Mountain View, California, is the venue. I think, is that around, some of you familiar with California, is that around San Jose and Silicon Valley, I'm assuming? Okay. So uh, it's going to be, do you know about this, Daniel? Have you heard this yet? Yeah, I watched the whole thing last night. Incredible. Okay. So the um, the uh, machine and a seminar and speakers and stuff will be going on today. I don't know a time. I do have a website. If you want to grab a pencil and paper or uh, if you want to type it in somewhere, it's iccf24.org. iccf 24 dot org and that's going to live stream the demo uh gavin newsom tried to throw a hitch in their giddy up up there and demand uh everybody be vaccinated so martinez isn't even going he's a good guy i liked him very very calm very deadpan and uh so today at whatever time this commences and whatever time this demonstration starts they will demonstrate to the world for the very first time and there's people all over the globe real interested and real and watching i promise you uh a machine that uh produces hydrogen as energy 
uh, use. Um, as Daniel, since you watched that, or anybody else that maybe can remember some of these details, uh, I'm not a physicist, obviously. Uh, but uh, what they're doing is putting, setting up a uh, reaction between nickel and whatever the medium is. I don't know that the medium is water, but it may be, okay? But they're using as the, uh, oh, what do you want to call it? The catalyst part of it is nickel, the metal nickel. And they've got some other metals in there. It's proprietary, obviously. But you stick these rods in this medium and this machine. The guy said it'll sit on your desk, by the way. And it produces hydrogen at energy of course hydrogen can be converted at at their experiments this is incredible right here their experiments were going if i remember right daniel the between two two to three two point five to three and what that means is they get three times as much energy as they're putting into the system free energy free energy folks it's water the medium's water okay it is water so they stick these nickel rods uh uh, composite rods in with water and it produces the hydrogen that bleeds off and of course hydrogen combustible and uh uh, their experiments were between two and three output on what the input was and they were they were stunned positive with that get this the the navy governments everybody's been known about this for years that's why it's taken so long to get to this point right here they've been delaying it okay uh, for obvious reasons patents monopolies etc you know rich jews etc and uh so the navy went out with their <laughs> unlimited budget on your future income and um they got 15 output 15 times the input on the output of this little machine with water okay and the stunning thing that he said i haven't even finished the interview yet (laughs) honestly i haven't been able to get back to finish it up but in the last part i heard he said one glass of water he didn't say how big a glass (laughs) one glass of water now you sitting down for this guys one glass of water will heat 30 thousand homes for a year i'm gonna repeat that Thirty thousand homes can be heated for a year in this approach with this machine with one glass of water does that register that's serious stuff right there uh in fact he was saying the last part i heard he's been talking with he's been talking with all kinds of different companies governments government agencies for years all right he said the swiss government is all over this like white on rice and that there are brown on rice i guess if you have an integral and uh they're uh, going into their uh, future planning committees, already planning house construction, construction, cities, and everything, uh, uh, additions around this technology right here. That tells me it's real solid, and it ain't going by the wayside at this point. They can't stop it. And uh, so it's very interesting and, and quite exciting. Of course, we dwell on freedom here, and uh, that's our gig. And now we got somebody that can give you freedom from the beast, at least when it comes to energy. Um, he was saying, I know one story in there that in the interview, uh, and this is Red Pill Report. I didn't give Zach and his uh, platform enough uh, credit here on the front end. Red Pill Report. Red Pill 78. Okay, Red Pill 70. Is that his website, Daniel? Red Pill 78? Uh, 
No, that's his uh, his hand. Okay, that's it or whatever or bit shoot. Okay, Red Pill seventy eight. He keeps saying Red Pill Network, and hell, I I can't ever follow all of it. So anyway, um, you can find it. I'm going to post it at the end of today's show. But he was talking about at some point they were talking about a boiler. And they were talking to some boiler manufacturers. Somehow there must be, of course, this can be scaled. It's got different applications. Uh, the market that they're going to approach first, the soft underbelly of the market, if you will, is uh, the heat home heating market. So that's the market they're going to attack first. And uh, not cooling, heating. All right. It, I guess it'll cool too, but they're not hitting that at first. So anyway, he said he was with the meeting with these boiler manufacturers, and they were real ex- excited and they were touting his uh, they're saying look we're getting three to one output here you know and uh, they were ecstatic and somebody in the meeting said that could save us five percent on our bottom line and he said no 50 50 percent savings on your bottom line folks that's as serious as two dogs doing it in the expressway okay is real serious and uh there's no telling it's not going to be tomorrow you're not going to be able to get one and all that's going to take a little bit of time but today is the first public demonstration in the history of the world i guess outside of tesla of uh, free energy as it applies to us and uh, of course we know they're clamping down on the energy the seven sisters those are the seven major oil companies have been in control of this shooting match from the start Okay, and uh, so very, very exciting technology. Uh, There's probably some other things I would encourage you to listen to the interview. What did I miss, Daniel? Did I cover the high points? Anything that struck you that I didn't get to? The only thing that I would add is that there has a problem with the element. The actual rod is very, very fragile and scaling up is they haven't figured it exactly out. But their scientists, he said, is. The scientists are doing nothing but science. They're not trying to do anything like he is. He's getting the word out, but the scientists are on it full time. Um, but they they need to figure out the ride because it's extremely brittle. And if, if it if it breaks, then there's no yeah, yeah, everything's gone. Well, I can imagine after today and word get out, gets out on this, they're going to have a number of people probably come to their aid on these things. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example that he said y'all are going to love this. I mean, it just thrilled me. Bill Gates tried to corner the market on this. He set up, he said, you can Google Bill Gates University of Texas. And he had a whole deal down there at the University of Texas in Austin. And uh, at Bill Gates, when he realized what he had, he came in and said he wanted to monopolize everything. All of his employees walked out. Every one of them. Okay. So there's the shift in the general populace's awareness, too. I think I don't know when that happened, but uh, regardless, uh, this is on the plate today. I'm going to give that website again. If any of you want to go check and see this, some of you are really uh, interested in this area. I know uh, it's iccf24.org. I'll repeat it one more time: iccf24.org. Uh, supposedly times and all that stuff are over there on the website. I hadn't looked, but if you want to go see this demo live, that's where to do it. And pretty exciting news. It's a real threshold in the history of the planet. Uh, and the, uh, they don't even know uh, all the effects of this. And it's like you said, we've been, I've been, he's putting this out. So people will start discussion, the peripheral ripple effects of this, uh, in the effect of it's a game changer. 
Okay. It's almost, if you really think about it, you know, it's almost like a deflationary action because it's going to put so much free uh, 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 currency or, or money or whatever in people's hands that they've been sucking off of them before. And the repercussions is that ripples through the economy and through the populace. They don't even know all the ramifications of it. Okay. So uh, very interesting, very exciting. I wanted to start. I started out both shows yesterday with it because I was so hell. I got. I couldn't sleep. I was so damn excited about it. I woke up at six o'clock in the morning, wide awake on Sunday morning, and couldn't get back to sleep. But thinking about this, and uh, so it's very exciting. And um, uh, thank you, big guy. And uh, uh, we're on the threshold of some repercussions for them and some really serious uh, advantages for us it seems to me anybody got any comments or questions on that roger um just something to add is that uh, elon musk was involved with oh yeah yeah scientists yeah and the guy wouldn't put up with it he just said you know no way rossi rossi was the guy there's rossi, a couple of right. main guys and the, one of the main guys is rossi and and he is the one that partnered up with uh, musk and what why did why did musk walk daniel well he wants all these guys want total control of everything yep. so they can keep us slaves and so that he says the biggest problem is that we the people have to demand this stuff if right. we don't demand it it'll never get there that's so right it's, so so the whole point is is that it's already let, um, spread out wide enough to where they can't control it from what he feels. Uh, but you know these guys are trying to control it. They always will. But the, the demand of it is what's going to make it happen. And so we have to be aware of it and just demand it. In Like you said, it's a couple of years off from, from launch of actually getting into um, our product. But the nice thing is, he said down the road, one of those units uh, is obviously not going to be the first one that they – it's just a module they stick on the heating unit that comes with the new heating unit. But the one module can do your electricity and your um, heat all at once. But they haven't, they themselves are not the ones doing the conversions. They got, there's plenty of guys that can do that. He, he, they're just focusing on getting this thing working. Yep. And um, let's see, what else did he say uh, that uh, titillated me? You just spurned something. Anyway, I'll, I'll put the interview up and, and we can discuss it as we go further. Some of you uh, have a chance to see that and familiarize yourself with the message. It's, uh, well, it's damned exciting for me. I don't know about you guys. Uh, but uh, the thre- the threshold of that and, uh, to have a, a well, if you will, you want to draw an analogy. You, you got Excalibur here to swing at these guys, too. Okay, and uh, when you got the kind of organizations and uh, uh, institutions like the Swiss government behind it, it's probably going to go forward. And these guys are trying to take all the precautions to make sure that it doesn't get sidetracked with these greedy, controlling, satanic, slaving bastards. So anyway, that's the uh, coverage on that. Anybody got any questions or comments on that before we move on? nobody okay um exciting stuff uh you might want to remember that day july 25th and uh if you're inclined to go find out about energy uh that's a uh be a good day to do it if you got the time to go over there and watch that demo and if you do i'd love to hear a report on it i don't know that i'll have time to do it today myself but i'll check in on it later somebody's got a mic open yes Oh, it's Nastasha. Hey, Nastasha. Hi. Did they talk anything about cars? Because I have a friend. Yes, yes, yes. Because I have a friend who bought his wife a hydrogen car. And it's like the bane of his life right now because 
he there's only two places that they can fill the car with the hydrogen in Los Angeles. So it's basically traveling. If if one place is out of out of hydrogen fuel, he has to drive all the way across L.A. County uh, okay. to another state. Okay, well, you're talking so. about an external hydrogen source. This will be an internal hydrogen source. Uh, and I don't well, know it whether... Seems like it, would apply to the, it seems like somehow it would be able to apply to a car. Well, it is, and they talk yeah. about that. So I, that's why I encourage you all to watch the interview. I can't right. absorb all that in one watch. Right. Uh, but, yes, it's got applications everywhere. It just depends on scaling, Nastasha. Yeah. And so, uh, but there won't be any station you got to find that's got hydrogen that's going to be produced with water right there in your car. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of technological stuff to do. I know he said one of the big hurdles that they'd overcome to get to this point is they had the output in the ha- of the machine and everything, but they didn't have any engineering in there where you could lower or raise the temperature, turn it off and on, and that has been added and perfected. So this unit that's going to be shown today has the ability you can raise and lower the temperature. You can also turn it off. Okay, so you're going to find, and I think as this gets out, word gets out, we're at this stage, you're going to see more people around the world that are absolutely totally fed up and pissed off with what's going on, realize who the culprits are, and are going to jump on this bandwagon. Okay, that's my prediction. I hope that happens. I sense that that's what's going to happen, only if no other reason from the example with Bill Gates. Okay, so uh, quite exciting, quite exciting and uh maybe the world's on the threshold of a big change here this may be one of the game changers that the big lord is uh throwing down and giving us you know as eustace mullins said years ago before he died in an interview i was watching he said god was merciful on us and he gave us the internet okay yeah. well maybe god was merciful on us again and he gave, he's going to give us free energy to to sever ourselves from these monsters okay and their control right. I don't know if we'll be able to see the demonstration. What what ICCF24 is, is it's a two-day conference with like a dozen different speakers talking about all kinds of different things. Well, that's what he said. There was a bunch of speakers, but sometime today they're going to demonstrate that machine, according to James Martinez. Okay? That's all I know. You have to you, you have to pay 150 to register to see or it? Or more, depending upon your category. Yeah, an in-person ticket is $1,000. A single-day in-person ticket is 500 And uh, a uh, non-profit in-person ticket, 750 Online only is 300 Unless you're a non-profit organization, then it's only 150 Okay. For well, a virtual well, I'm trying. They're trying to recoup 30 years of research. I can't blame them for that. Okay. So anyway, there'll probably be a videos of it floating around, etc. Afterwards, and I don't think any of us yeah. are going to pony up that amount. But that's what we need to look for: is the follow-ups to the interviews <laughs> that you saw that was two hours long. Yeah, well, uh, believe me, uh, you know, I, we're going to probably see some some reaction from it, and, and, and no telling what all. But anyway, that's happening today. It's quite exciting. It's really a novel uh, point in the uh, development of the world. In all honesty, I mean, it's uh, to me, it's of that level of significance. Okay. Hey, Roger. I really, oh. I really would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when uh, Gates got uh, got handed his own noogies. No kidding. What a piece of human garbage. Hey, Murr, what you got, babe? 
Yeah, I just sent the uh, information to RBN in case they want to post it. So it's free energy, but not a free conference, but I didn't put that. <laughs> but one of the comments under the video uh, from a McBerry 2, great report. Oh, what's going on? Somebody's got a mute off. Go ahead. Okay, you can hear me. Yeah. Great report. Nuclear does not refer to radiation. It refers to the nucleus of an atom. The Correct. The electrons are divided from each other, which is called fission. When right. they're trying to come back together to their original state and do return to that state, it's called fusion. Right. The energy that is created during the fusion is the part that can be harnessed. It is not about boiling water. It's about dividing atoms of certain ones and using the energy when it comes back together. There will most likely still be wiring in which the energy will travel to the appliances in the homes and businesses. There are jet engines being built a run on water vapor in the air. Think of it more like electrolysis. It will create an unending stream of energy that will need to be diverted to each entity, which needs to be powered to run. The other best thing is that there is no exhaust that is noxious or damaging. Right. There's no environmental damage. There's no impact. There's no nothing. Okay, it's just clean. Now, what Murr just read, and he explained it, and and I, I, I was listening, but I wasn't really listening. I'm not a physicist, but exactly what Murr said, a fusion is when an explosion happens, a nuclear explosion. It's an expansion. This is a contraction, and when the electrons get contracted back together, they give off energy, and that's well, what's fission. being harnessed here, fission, fission, fission and versus fusion. Say. That's right. Fission blows apart. Fusion brings back together. In the recombination in the fusion is coal fusion. Okay, there's no no uranium. It's coal fusion with hydrogen and this nickel thing, and it brings these uh, uh, elements back together, and in them coming back together, they release the energy. And you get three times minimum more than you're putting into the system. There's going to be abundant energy, folks. And if that Navy demonstration of 15 times output, if they can get scale up to that, I mean, the implications are incredible. He said it wasn't fission or fusion. There was another name that had initials. Okay, it. well, it was the coal fusion experiment that those two professors out of Utah, University of Utah announced. How many decades ago? I don't remember their names. One of them was Poole, I think. So and so and Poole. And it's been going on a long time. It's been going, and immediately, I remember when that was released. You know, I have a vague memory of it and the, the excitement around it. And then, of course, the establishment got on there and poo pooed it. MIT tried to duplicate the, the uh, research, said, no, we can't duplicate the efforts. Of course, lying, trying to cover it up. And then the, somebody else went and did it and duplicated it perfectly. And so here's the result of all of that that crap with all of the interference all the objections all of the roadblocks put in front of them and today's the day it comes to market or at least like becomes become, he said they totally expose themselves as being total frauds on every all, all these universities are all of them yep okay all they're there is to make mush mouth brain little trannies out of your kids and do shit like this and so it stuck a life lifetime of money out of you too. Yep. Eugene Malove was another researcher that had this down pat, and he was cleaning up his deceased mother's property when he was found uh, beaten to death. Right. He had, yeah. he had a a week later he was to have an appointment with the army. Right. Well, don't forget the recent Buffalo it, where the guy was shot. He, he's got YouTube videos on running a car on hydrogen. The, the off duty policeman that got killed up there in Buffalo. 
Okay. Yep. And who was it? Peter Myers? I guess I had the uh, hydrogen also. Yeah, well, a bunch of people have been playing with it for a long time. Several of them have ended up dead, but we've got overcome all that, evidently, and today's the day. Somebody was trying to say something there. He was saying that um, he was saying that many people have put their whole life savings, sold their houses to invest, and every one of them have been hampered. But there's been a lot of forefathers that have just laid their lives down for this, a lot of them. Yep. Yep. So Stanley uh, Meyer was the one that ran the dune buggy on water. Oh yeah. Okay. Brother is actually doing Stephen Meyer is actually doing YouTube videos now demonstrating Stanley Meyer's tech. Okay. Well, we're real close to a threshold on, on breaking the energy bondage. It's been on us for a hundred plus years, you know? Uh, so here we go. I just wanted to start off the show with that because, quite frankly, it fits in right with what we do. We're we're about freedom one, here. This is absolutely really okay. Go point. go ahead, Mur. This was part of the reason that the space force was formed. Oh, so he did. Have- so we could. He did say that Trump had language on this in his one of his early documents. I don't remember whether it is. I don't remember which one. Any of you remember that he, when he mentioned that? But Trump had this in one of his early documents that was going to be public, and somebody took it out. Yeah, it's part of the space force. Yep. So uh, pretty cool, pretty cool event here, folks. I mean, it's really exciting. If you if first time you've heard this, uh, again, uh, I would uh, strongly suggest that you take the time if your interest is level is of such and watch this video, this interview. Uh, Martinez did an excellent job of covering everything. I thought a little bit slow because he had to give the background there, and it took a little while to develop. And uh, but boy, what an exciting uh, event today for all of us in the whole world really so that was what i wanted to start out the show with it uh, stimulated me a whole bunch i'm still real excited about it so uh even the prospect of it much less the application and the real life demonstration today uh so let's see where else can we go this morning we got any new folks on if you're new we don't usually dwell on stuff like this although the platform and the format gives us the ability to do that on things of interest but normally we like to talk to people like dan in missouri and find out what's on his mind because he's kind of new hey dan good morning you guys morning be uh, pretty exciting you know once upon a time Tesla figured out how to send everybody free. Well, that's what they they they, gave, they credited Tesla with this. I mean, you know, for the concept and the application and the work he did. About time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> An amazing thing about Tesla is that he could not have done what he did before the invention of glass right. for the making of tubes. Correct. So his, his place in history was... Uh, not by accident, I guess. Well, I'd like to think. Right, so here's my question. Yeah. Um, I'm a friend of mine's going to type out my inter, uh, my cover letter today, and so here's what I here's what I was going to have her type. It says, "Please find enclosed legal document as evidence for my change of citizenship from U.S. citizen and state resident to resident alien national status." No, I would just say national. Just national. Don't don't overcomplicate. Okay. See, you're bringing their complications into what we're doing, and I try and avoid all that. Well, and that's, 
In the first That's sentence, why I'm calling. okay. Well, in the first sentence, I would put the word citizenship evidence. And the reason okay. I hammer on that is because that's what the State Department identifies it as internally. Well, I've got, I've got, please find and close legal document as, now, okay, as citizenship evidence. Okay, no, I'd say please find the enclosed citizenship evidence, citizenship evidence legal affidavit or something however you want to put it just get the word citizenship evidence okay. in there because that's their term see the key to the matrix okay. the, here's what our and this aggravates the hell out of me it has you know we we find out what they're doing we find out how they're doing it it's these words that they're assigning right. on, uh, definitions to and then our people want to change the damn definition you know, let's you using their words that they've constructed this around in this trick is the key to the whole thing. Right. But our people are so stubborn. You know, God well, said we're I... a stiff necked people, and boy, he knew what he's talking about. Because, no, oh, I'm a state national. No, I'm an American national. No, I'm a this. I'm a that. Hell, you're a damn national. That's what they call it. Right. But he made us that way, Roger. I guess, Lisa. That's why we call. That's why we call you Roger, so we can get it straight once and for all. Well, yeah, you know the answer to this. How, what what their plan was to make it complex, so everything is dialectic. So our answer is to make it simple, right? And the only way we're going to spread this yeah. is when it's simple. That's why I have taken so much time to try and break this down, figure it out, think about it for hundreds of thousands of hours in my lifetime to get this thing down to where we can duplicate it and pass it around. We can give the essence, the shell of what's going on, and if it hits somebody, then they can dig in and get the rest of it. But we've got something understandable to present to people. Hey, you, hey, you're walking on the street. Hey, you, you citizen of the United States or you didn't citizen of the United States of America? Huh? Okay, we've got Jim Crow. We've got the way to explain it very simply to people. And then if they're if it touches them, if the information resonates with them, then they look further into it. If they're interested, they'll look. And if they're not, they won't. And at that point, you have fulfilled your dictum. You have presented them with I'm the watchman on the wall. If I seen danger coming, I got to tell my fellows if they don't react, the blood's on their hands. But if I don't tell them the blood's on my hands. And that's what we're trying to do is get right. the blood off our hands. Whatever they do doesn't make a damn bit of difference in the big picture. Well, you know, I hear the, well, I'm All not right, so ready to do. Yeah, I get these people call. Well, I'm not ready to do this yet. Well, okay, great. I'm not going to put any pressure on you. You do it at your own speed. This week. Okay, so go ahead. Please with find you. citizen. Go Please ahead. find citizen evidence enclosed for my change to national C status. Citizenship evidence. Citizenship. Excuse my spelling. Yes. Please find enclosed citizenship. Please find citizenship evidence enclosed for my change okay. to national hold, status. Hold on. Let's get. Let's read. Please find the enclosed citizenship evidence now on file with the Secretary of State of the United States of America. That tells them right there that it's golden. 
please find please find the enclosed citizenship evidence affidavit if you want i don't care please find you know the uh, one word isn't going to make any difference in what you're doing here please find the enclosed citizenship right. evidence now on file with the secretary of state of the united states of america please place this in my administrative file firmly and permanently and this is to state dan no, this this is going this is going to Washington. Oh, okay. All right. It, this is my it, well, first. all right. This your 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 file in the initial affidavit with the Secretary of State. Then you stop yes. right there. Please place firmly and permanently in my administrative file. Okay. Now, when you right. go to notify the state officials of this action, I I like the sentence. Please please adjust your records your actions and your agents actions accordingly because now you're dealing internally with the state it's all under the laws of agency and you're locking these people together with the attorney general who's the master notice you with me say that one say that one more time please i'm going to record it <laughs> it'll be on the please record. adjust please adjust your records your actions and your agents actions accordingly your records your actions anything the attorney general is going to do and your agents actions and that brings in the people you're going to cc into this on your local level now they're locked together legally under the laws of agency what that means is if your da wants to dock at a speeding ticket when he does that he's stepping out of his delegated responsibilities because he's been put on notice officially and because he's an agent of the attorney general you can now bring the attorney general into it if you want to sue him Super. dan did you check out the forms that are on um matrix docs the matrix docs has the perfect forms for the first one um where you don't have to try to outthink it you just got to basically use what's in it it's everything that you're trying to do Right. I used those for my to create my affidavit, which I did already. I, I don't have a printer yet, and so I have a friend in Kansas City that's doing my secretarial stuff, and Dan, she gets don't, confused, and I get confused. Don't you, so. do you, have, do you have an office depot or anything? Is your town that small? You don't have anything like that where you can go use the printer? We only have one stop sign in town. Okay. You public got a, library is a good resource. That's what I was going to say. You so, got a public library? Yes. Okay. They probably could accommodate you locally. So I could there. go there and get. Well, I don't know, but they should be yeah, able get to get on the internet and do some printouts. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, sure. It's, I'm it's sure a, the it's a fairly nice new big library. Uh, you the can, cover letter that's in the sample has everything beyond what you're talking about now. I wouldn't try to reinvent it or try to get creative. Um, it's like right. Roger says, he says, years and years and years and years to get it filed down to the least amount of words is better. And you don't get caught. Right. So you see here, here, Dan, here's the legal theory behind this. The more you put up in a correspondence with them, the more they've right. got a chance to object to something. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's really that simple. You. Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, Roger, what, if I may. yeah, go ahead, please. I think that's Charlie there. Hey, Charlie. It's, it's Charlie. Yeah. Good morning. Um, I suggested a, um, a, a couple of weeks ago 
that all of my communication um, begins uh, with a very bold statement at the top of the communication. And um, in this case, if I may suggest, like in the case of the affidavit of citizenships, now I worded it, this declared um, affidavit of citizenship evidence shall remain with the passport file in order to be true, correct, under penalty of perjury under the laws of the United States of America. So it's, it's, <laughs> they can't miss it. If it's in big, bold red letters at the top and it, you know, that goes into the file then. I mean, I can't object to that. And, and you see th- this gets to the point, Charlie obviously has been around this a while and is real comfortable with the legalese and what we're doing. And some new people aren't. So if you're not, keep it simple if 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 you got a little more skill at that and you want to put that on there put it on there you know i mean there's no set rules here so there's just suggestions right okay so dan you, you yep this is cindy in missouri oh hey cindy you're you i know dan dan is not close to where i am but I would be glad to help him. I've done all of my stuff, even if not just talk to him on the phone, because I'm no good at the computer stuff either. But I've got my stuff all done, got all my stuff back, and um, I'd be glad to talk to him. Cindy, why don't you put your phone number there in the chat? Dan, can you see the chat? Well, see, that's well, I, 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 I know how to put anything. I'm I'm. Oh, you know, all right, all right, well, all right, let's let's approach this another way. Cindy, you're adept enough to send me an email, right? I know you've done that in the past. Well, send me one. I've got Dan uh, in in the database there, and I'll hook you all up together via email, okay? Perfect. That'll work. All right. I'll give you my phone number. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Cindy. And I'll do that when the show is over. See there, boy, them Missourians, they're just friendly, aren't they? So, um but on besides being show me they're they're friendly out there in missouri uh okay we're all refugees <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> hell i'm an illegal alien in, in ecuador <laughs> you know the, the whole time i was in argentina nine years i don't think i was legal down there but maybe a year and a half out of the nine years and then i had that damn accident do you mm. know that it never came up that i was not a legal resident that's a very interesting situation and that tells you that uh you see here's the here's the difference all property law is state law okay and, and uh, usually that reverts back to common law area but these countries down here have no common law they don't have a history of it they don't have any kind of attachment to it but yet when it came to that right there because lives were lost property obviously and the damages uh that was uh, they held me accountable there in argentina and the fact that i was there illegally never even came up in the whole proceeding never it lasted over four years so okay which was not a fun thing i'm gonna tell you boy you're in a foreign country you don't speak the language that happens and you get faced with this and it's only by the grace of god i mean i'm not kidding you uh, because I, I, I wasn't going to put an attorney on at the start of that because I knew that they got billing hours going on. And I figured that not knowing, but I figured that the court system in Argentina was held a lot slower than it was in the U S. And so I kind of stalled around and then they lost the paperwork on my change of address. So as the 
process went forward i was not in the notice chain because i'd i'd moved and i gave them exactly to their specifications the change of address to where i'd moved to but it was in argentina i hadn't been there very long they except for buenos aires the whole country uh, adheres to siesta so what happens in that culture is at one o'clock when siesta starts till five or five thirty all of the, everything closes in town except one grocery store and a gas station and some kiosk everything else they roll up the sidewalks so when my lawyer called up there where the accident jurisdiction was it was in the afternoon after things had reopened and i hadn't been there long enough to understand that the government offices and the banks don't reopen till the next morning and so when he called the change of address in he in this little town tunion uh, he he got the police department when he called up there they took the information but they'd failed to get it over to the judicial side so when they went to notice me at my old address i wasn't there so now they got me inter- uh, listed as an international fugitive okay well it's just fun times all right and so i finally after no action for a long period of time i figured out what was going on and by then i had come across the guy i used as an attorney and there this is another this is another god thing man i mean i'm dancing tango and it, it when you're doing tango you don't just date you got lessons and practices and all this stuff because it's hard okay it takes a lot of skill to do tango and so we were having a sunday night practice and after the practice everybody went to one of the sidewalk cafes that was popular and sit there and talk you know we had a long table a couple of tables put together and all the seats were full except for the one on the end and i was adjacent to that on the side first chair on the side and this young man walks up and sits down a uh, really sharp sharp guy and uh, sits down i'd seen him come to a couple of the practices uh, but uh, uh, of the lessons but i'd never met him you know and i never introduced we didn't have a chance to talk so he sits down in that vacant seat right next to me and so we had a chance to talk and i said well hey my name's roger he says my name's yvonne and uh i said what do you do and he said i'm an attorney i'll ne- i said man you're gonna be sorry you told me that i'm that's exactly what i told him because <laughs> i knew the mess that i had you know and so uh avon it turns out he speaks english real good english his daddy is a sitting judge there in the province in our town uh he was the number one student in his high school class number one student in his law class and at 27 years old he was already the secretary of the local bar okay very sharp young man and uh so uh and him and and his daddy sent him to oxford on an exchange program for a while that's where he got his english and uh and they're honest so i get a guy that speaks that knows law impeccable personality intelligence his daddy's a sitting judge he speaks english and they're both honest you do three cherries three cherries in vegas right there okay and uh so and when i told yvonne about this and his father knew the judge up in Tunion. You know, they're in the same circuit, all that kind of stuff. Yvonne knew him. And I, I was told him that they've lost the paperwork here. And my attorney was scared to go talk to the judge. He said, no, Roger, can't. He said, listen, you got two le- years left on the statute of limitations on this. Why don't you move to Salta and let it blow over? And I said, no, Yvonne, I did this. And I'm going to face the music on it, Okay. 
And that's the change in mental attitude that this information does to you. Because I could have easily moved to Salta and avoided all that. But that's why I come back and hammer on it when you go through this. And you make this substantial change on one piece of paper. It doesn't look like much. It's a substantial change if you internalize it and do it properly. That's why I say the world doesn't change. You've got to change. Okay? And we've got to be exemplary people and, and follow the guidelines and make ourselves examples where we attract people to us. Okay? But that's just a little of the background on what's involved in this. It looks simple. People want to file a piece of paper and go on with their lives. It doesn't work that way, not if it really works. If you don't want it to work, you do that. If you don't want any changes, then you just file a piece of paper and go on about your damn business, okay? Because the world ain't going to change, and you ain't going to change, and nothing's going to change. Period. So, say Roger. Yes, sir. Is that Mark? Mark the Spark. Mark, where have you here. been? I thought you fell in a ditch somewhere. Uh, no, I've been contemplating things. But uh, thank you very much for bringing this up about the energy. This is in uh, perfect synchronicity with all of us on the planet. <clears throat> okay, I've been sharing. Uh, I think you got, you guys will remember that I was sharing that we that I felt that we were on a on the precipice of a breakthrough, a precipice of a breakthrough. Like, like, and the story I gave was like the uh, one of the Indiana Jones movies where he's on the edge of the cliff and he has to cross the chasm to get to the Holy Grail. Uh, but he, you know, so it, we're that's where we're at. And uh, this is also synchronized with uh, what I follow is the Mayan calendar. Okay, today is <clears throat> today is the day out of time. They call it. Okay, this is not this is not a coincidence that this is happening now. Uh, it's actually in perfect synchronicity with all of us, the universal stuff, all of us. And uh, so today is called the day out of time. This is the day before the new year for the Mayan calendar, which is tomorrow. Okay. Now, today's today's sign, are you ready, is the golden star, mm. the way shower. And it's the number three because there's there's a there's a. 20 signs and 13 energy patterns for a total of 260 days in the one of the Mayan calendars called the Zolkan. Anyway, so today is the golden star. It's the number three, which is service. That would be, to me, service to humanity. Number Tomorrow is number four, uh, red moon. The sign is four, red moon, which is universal flow. Now, get that. Universal flow. Okay, now also in these signs, there's 20% of them, one-fifth of them are what we call portal signs, where the veil between the realities is very thin, and the possibility for a breakthrough is much greater. So we are entering a time for this next year, the red moon, universal flow, and the purpose purpose of the universal flow is for purification. So uh, We could use a healthy dose of that. Yeah, and it's a it's a breakthrough year. It's going to be a breakthrough year, and now uh, we we got to know that that the others, the evil ones that are doing all this stuff, they know this. They know this. They know they, they do not want us to wake up. They can't help themselves. Yeah, they can't help themselves. It's wired in from the factory, so to speak, uh, for them. They're they're just evil. They're 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 schemers, scammers, and they they don't know how to handle it. And they're and they're and they're buffoons. But they're but they're anyway. So. 
We're on the precipice of a breakthrough. So they're throwing everything in every kitchen sink they can find. They're That's throwing right. at us to confound and confuse us and put us in a state of fear yep. where we will not have a breakthrough yep. and we will not have inner harmony. We will not have inner peace. We will not have inner connection with ourselves, with our deep soul, with our deep history, and with all other living beings on this planet. We won't, they don't want us to have that. They want to isolate us. Yep. Keep so, you Barefoot and Keep pregnant. Scared, so. Barefoot and pregnant yeah. is what we say in the South. Yeah. Now, 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 my understanding is this group, I have not watched what you what you sent us. Uh, I heard it last night. I meant to be all over it. But anyway, I think there's a Native American. Uh, this is tribal as well. Yeah, very, the, 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 biggest, the biggest organization involved in this is the Native Americans. And the man that was really spearheading it or working very closely with him was Russell Means, who's now dead. But Russell Means' his wife is carrying on the work. And she's going to be at some deal in D.C. at the White House here pretty soon, he was talking about. I don't remember all the details. But, uh, yeah, we're, right. we're at that point. So, this, is, this is a big deal. That's why I want to spend a little time on it this morning because, man, this is a big deal right here. Well, here's the other thing, by the way. Uh, I did communicate with Russell Means. Amazing that I, I, I was emailing him back and forth. And he responded immediately. It was amazing that I connected with him. And uh, Russell Means, uh, I believe that tribe is part of the Sioux tribe. Lakota. Okay? I, I see, you know, the Sioux, they broke the Sioux up into three. You know, that's why you hear Lakota, Dakota, and the other. There's three different Sioux tribes from the origin, and I believe you're talking about the Dakota Sioux here. A Sioux is actually a derogatory term from what I understand. means war. Well, whatever. They might have been a warrior tribe, but the, it was split up into three, and I've always been confused because I've heard Lakota and Dakota, and then there's another one, but that's the reason. That's what happened. Ogallala. What is it? Ogallala. Yeah, that might be right. Ogallala. That's why I couldn't remember it. Uh, but I'm it, from South what? Dakota right now. Oh, okay. Congratulations. You're involved in well, this, your tribe, and your heritage. Heritage. Yep. Ogallala. Well, here's another connection. Here's a conne another connection for you. I bring that up because the person named Larry Tyler who turned me on to the Mayan calendar when I was in my early to mid-20s, I think I was like 24 when he turned me on to this, he was like 25 years my senior. He's a little, he's a little even older than, than you, uh, uh, Roger. No, so, impossible. Uh, Nobody's older than me. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, so get this. You ready? So he grew up in a family in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Now, I don't know if any of you know what Bartlesville, Oklahoma is. Bartlesville, Bartlesville Oklahoma is Phillips 66, the Phillips brothers, the Wildcatters oh. back in the day when oil was discovered. Okay. They were drilling holes all over the, all over Oklahoma and Texas and Kansas and everything. Anyway, so his grandfather was in the concrete business during the during when this wildcatting was going on so his his grandfather partnered with the uh, phillips brothers in uh well took business uh, uh did business with them for oil uh, for concrete to make the casings for the oil wells right now larry now and i had to pull a little bit out of this from larry because he wasn't he wasn't he was a down-to-earth kind of guy he drove a regular car whatever but the guy was a multi-millionaire okay and uh but when he grew up he he saw this 
And this guy was all about about searching for truth. He was a he was a genuine human being. I mean, that really what you know. So he when he was younger, growing up, he had the access to be able to travel anywhere in the world, anytime he wanted to, and that's what he did. He traveled around the world because he loved ancient history. So he went to the Egyptians, the 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 pyramids. He went to the Incas, the Aztecs, all of this, the Mayans. And when he and and when he came back, he also was into the, uh, researching the Native Americans, and he believed the Hopi were the wisest of all the tribes. Now the Hopi were connected to the to the Olmecs and the Toltecs, the right. ancient, the, the early history of the of the Mayans, of the true Mayans. Okay, and so by I the way, to, I, mean, I want to interrupt you for a second. Hopi were around sure. New Mexico, weren't they? New Mexico, Arizona, mainly New Mexico. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Exactly, and. uh now, uh, so tie, the tie into mine. Now, there's another man in our in our our current history. He's still with us. His name's Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, he brought the movie. He brought the movie Apocalypto to our our senses. Okay, to wake us up to what the real history of our planet is, including you know, so that and Braveheart and we were soldiers. I mean, he's done his part. I mean, he's went out of his way and he's had to battle the the bastards, you know, from blocking him. So he had to he you know, and that's why he self financed most of his stuff, and because he, he had to, including the including the uh, Passion of the Christ. I mean, there you go. Wow, huh? Right. See, so uh, so uh, anyway, the. Uh, so there's a connection to uh, the Native American with the with the Mayan calendar, and uh, so he uh, uh, so he's the one that turned me on to the Mayan calendar. So the thing is, we're on a precipice of a major breakthrough, and uh, and and now let's 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 touch on Tesla. Now Tesla Tesla actually gave away his patent for AC electricity. To we the people of the planet, he gave it away. He gave it away in America, but it 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 it, it went around the world because back in, and and that's why he broke away from Edison because Edison was doing DC correct, correct. and Edison and Edison was with uh, he was with I think J P Morgan J P Morgan that's correct yeah. J P Morgan was the so, bad guy behind behind all of this yep. So and everything was fine with Tesla because he started Westinghouse started working with Tesla and they, it was handy dandy right right up until the point where Westinghouse figured out that he wasn't going to be you know when it came up for for uh, Tesla was all about the free electricity accessing free electricity but but Westinghouse didn't know that up front but then he found out because he 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 didn't. You know, Tesla was looking at like not, you know, Westinghouse wanted to put a damn meter on the damn thing. Okay, that's what I'm trying to break through. Here. So, and that and that's why that's why they destroyed Tesla. They had to get rid of him because they, you know, well, how about we're not going to give away everything for free? No, forget about that. See, so uh, wasn't it? Now hold on, let's stop back and look historically. And I've got a, a, a skeletal of this. Wasn't it? tesla's ac technology that they lit the chicago world's fair with exactly okay now and on the other hand edison in his demonstration of dc went someplace in new jersey there i guess that's where studios were and electrocuted a bunch of elephants remember that yes okay so there's so the uh, the power yeah. So the thing is that we we should have access to 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 energy from the planet Earth, and that's what this is all about. Yep. So, uh, because energy is a core of our, our of our our life, and it's a it's the same thing with uh, relative to 
uh, real money, which is a standard of value around the planet. It doesn't matter what country it is. It's supposed to be a relevance, a reference to standard of value, a unit of value. And so you could, you know, you could value your 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 talent, your ability, your energy, your your productivity, you know, on a on a personal level, on a family level, and in a community, in a sea. So, so uh, uh, anyway, the uh, when, back to my friend uh, Larry Tyler. When it when it came time for him to inherit uh, his part of his, what his grandfather had done, he he sold everything. He sold it off, and he bought several. He bought multiple farms in southern Missouri. And I went down to his farm. He took me to his farm. He he bought multiple farms. He had a couple thousand acres. He bought multiple farms and that were all connected. See, and he uh, wrote books about uh, the Indians and and uh, so uh, anyway, he was a pretty pretty wise guy. He was very he was a he was an I call him an eclectic genius. He was uh -huh. a genius man. Uh -huh. The guy was really uh, so. Uh, but he was the one that turned me on to the the deeper aspects of uh the mind calendar and numerology and the cycles and these things and he went way back in time and brought it forward and he said that the current time that we're in is the mayan era or but, but it's represented by america because america represents the climax of expression of freedom there you go huh so it's, that's what it's supposed to be but they've convoluted all of that of but, course uh Anyway, so so imagine that. So growing up in a very very well-to-do family, I mean his his house he grew up in had an elevator. Right, right. right. He, it was a three-story mansion, right? And uh, uh, and by the way, at one point, Mar Bartlesville, Oklahoma, had the highest number of PhDs on the whole planet. I don't know if y'all knew that. Wow. So uh, yeah, it, at one point, and, and that uh, didn't stand so, for post hole digger back then, probably. Yeah. So, uh, but there's one other thing I want to bring up, Roger, because, you know, it's interesting because I, I try to make a space of uh, not getting caught up in all this stuff, external stuff. And now they're now they're bringing on this monkey pox, you know, and that that brought up the that brought up the song. Remember, they're doing the funky monkey. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> the, these people behind the scenes are bringing this on. This whole this whole the, vaccine crap world, is a weapon. The it's world a weapon to destroy. The, the world ain't buying it. I heard uh, uh, Owen Stroyer give a statistic of the people that have been uh, diagnosed with monkeypox, 98% of them are, are fudge packers, and of the ones that have been tested, 48% of them had HIV. Yeah, it's amazing. So, uh, so one, one, so I'm in making this space and you know, you know, just basically being very uh, solace. I'm in my solace, okay, and I have been for several months now. I mean, it's this is in perfect perfect synchronicity because I'm learning so much from from uh, what you share with us and and re grasping my reclaiming my true status, and now we're reclaiming our true uh, access to really good energy that's that, oh, that's free and, and close to it. And anyway, so. Uh, I want to bring something. This is something else that came up just a few days ago. Okay, do you yeah, remember the show? Of, how many cups of coffee did you have this morning, Mark? <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't had any. But this is what happens. This is what happens when I when I repress myself, suppress myself. It, it builds up. Okay. Well, we'll be we'll be your victim. Sure. We'll be your victims. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I want to bring up to you, Roger. It, uh, it, uh, uh, by the way, now you you had a birthday last week, right? I did. Don't and, and, I don't can, feel a damn day older, Mark. <laughs> okay. Can Can you tell us? Can you tell us the year of your youth? The year. What, what of year my, were you born? Forty eight. Your youth. Same as your Hillary. Youth. Same as Hillary Clinton. Forty eight. 
Oh, 48. Okay, that's cool. So uh, I wanted to uh, bring up, did you remember, when I, now I'll just share a little personal history on this relevance, what I'm about to share with you, is that the, the uh, I, from when I was young, I remembered this one show, but the, I couldn't remember the name. I wasn't really good with names and putting labels on things, but I remember the, how it made me feel. And it, was, it had this scary ball that came up out of the water. It just scared the hell out of me in that show. And, but, and that's how I remember. But, could I, but I did not have the name. Well, just a couple of years ago, I, I realized what that show was now that we have access, you know, Internet and all this stuff. But anyway, and it was called The Prisoner. Did you ever see the prisoner? I, I don't even remember either one of those. A ball coming out of the water or the prisoner doesn't ring a bell with me. Okay. Do you know who Patrick McGuhan is? No. Secret agent. Secret agent man. That's right. The original show was called Danger Man. And I believe, and I, I haven't ever seen Danger Man, and I haven't ever seen Secret Agent. But uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, wrote a song about secret agent man. i remember I the remember. song i was going to say i remember i remember the song secret agent man yeah remember it. yeah giving you a number yeah. and taking away your name that's right mcguhan yeah. was both the director and the actor in the prisoner yeah yeah so so get this guys uh you i i i I have Tubi on my little device here, right? It's a free access to some movies and stuff. And I'm, I'm not into watching movies except there's a, if there's a relevance to true history and real life and that kind of thing. Anyway, I found The Prisoner, and I, I've been watching it. I'm telling you, uh, Patrick McGuhan was tapped in, and, and, and if you were to watch it, right from the beginning, it's relevant to what you're doing, Roger, because he, I think he was tapped in what was really going on. He may have and been. Then, uh, Hey, Mark, uh, yeah. one of the uh, slogans on there on the billboards is questions bother people. <laughs> boy, boy, do they. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, 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 just, uh, just for the storyline for people, it's basically he was a secret agent still, but yet they, they, uh, they, uh, gassed his apartment or his house and uh and then they carried him away and they took him to this place called the village okay and they they were he was he was a prisoner of the village and he could not escape okay and 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 he didn't have a name he had a number everybody in this village had a number i'm telling you this everybody ought to look this up and at least watch a few of the episodes it's really uh, it's really relevant it's a and this is in 1968 i was going to say what was the time frame here 68 okay well i just don't remember it that i must have missed that one yeah, yeah was, I, around was then there. around then we i was in college and we wanted to come home and get stoned and watch star trek that's probably why i missed it Roger. <laughs> yes that's Mike. I got a 2009 version. <laughs> okay. AMC yeah. made a made a made a 2009 miniseries of it too. Really? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Mike. There, yeah, no, there's I, a prisoner series from '67 and '68. Is that what you're talking about, or is it a movie? Yes. Yes, the series. It's it's seventeen episodes, and that was the original. And I haven't seen the the remake, but uh, and I've heard that the remake is not as well and they, not as good. And it's only a few episodes, not as many as the original. Uh, but 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 Caviezel, Caviezel was uh, was the main actor uh, in uh, the two thousand nine version. He was the one that was the uh, he was the Christ in 
I think, believe that same actor was the Christ in uh, Mel Gibson's movie, Passion of the Christ. Caviezel. Yeah, his initials are JC, and he was 33 at the time. Wow. Oh, that's a trip. <laughs> no coincidence yeah, there. Yeah, so I, I wanted to share a couple of things with that. Uh, so the uh, so if you can go, if you can access it through Tubi, T U B I, which is a free access for for movies, it's uh, it watch a few episodes. It'll it'll blow your mind. The the like what uh, Brent just brought up the signs, the signs, and and it, it's like like I you know, and it, they say citizen and resident. I'm not making this up. Yeah. Citizen and resident in wow. early on, you got to watch this. Wow. Uh, you gotta you gotta watch this, Roger, because you'll say, "Wow!" Now get this. Already did. Uh, Patrick McGuhan later was an actor in Braveheart. Oh, okay. And you're not gonna. And, and I had to take a closer look at it because I've been I've been seeing Braveheart lately too. For some reason, it keeps coming around on the on the access that I have on the TV. So I uh, I've been watching it. Right, I've been watching it. So get this: Patrick McGuhan is actually. Longshanks. Oh, is that the part he plays? Longshanks. He plays Longshanks, and he plays it, and that, and he played that part excellent, I believe. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And then, but you got to take, you got to take a closer look at his face because it's like, God damn, it is McGuhan. Because I, I went down the rabbit hole in the last few days and looked up, you know, wiki, wiki to look at Patrick McGuhan and stuff. So he, uh, he was a, and he was also he was considered for he was like one of the first considerations for uh for Bond to be James Bond. So I Ice guess Station Zebra. Ice yeah, Station that's it. Zebra. So he uh he uh back in the day, uh I guess that Danger Man and then Secret Agent Man was uh were really uh there was a there was a cult that came from partly from that, but then it led into the there's a cult there's a huge cult following for the prisoner series it's incredible okay. it's uh so uh i encourage everybody to check it out and uh, it, it it uh well mark i think it was trying to i think he was trying to reveal some things to us well i think you gave me a real good idea you know there's a rite of passage kind of thing you know you join a fraternity and you get hazed and all that stuff you know the bar mitzvah and kensei cumpleaños and all that Maybe we should suggest as a coming of age of filing your affidavit that you paint half your face blue for a week and go around. What do you think? That way people will know something's different, see? I don't know. Just an idea. Okay. There you go. Secreto agente hombre. <laughs> yes, but everybody's got to paint the blue on the same side because you remember the Star Trek episode where these two people they were fighting. One was black on one side and white on the other. It was Frank and Dorsey. The other one was black on the right side and and. and it was a whole mess. Okay, well, we'll make you make the requirement is it's got to be the right side of your face is painted blue. Okay, uh, y'all know? Are y'all familiar with that? one of the my favorite Mexican songs down here, Spanish oriented, is Besame Mucho. Are you familiar with that, Jeff? Oh yeah, man, Besame Mucho is a great song, uh, which means "kiss me a lot." By the way, for your translation. Um, so okay well thank you mark that's a lot of real valuable information so we're on the cusp of a mayan calendar big change and all the evidence points to it our our enemies are in absolute free fall they're getting exposed and they can't do anything but overreact overreactions like what happened to um 
uh, uh, what's his name on the sentence last week? Uh, uh, War Room guy, uh, uh, Steve Bannon. Okay. Uh, if you haven't heard about that, they've uh, convicted Bannon of a charge they don't have the the power to convict him with of ignoring a subpoena that they don't even know who signed it. <laughs> I mean, it is just a clown show up there. And what they're doing, they're so desperate and everything's backfiring on them that they got to overreact and continue to press their agenda. And what does it do? It exposes them to the whole world. This is the snake eating its tail. It's being represented by these creeps every day in every one of the vectors of their agenda. They're getting exposed everywhere. I mean, big time. Okay. Yes. With respect to Bessame Mucho, was that by Art Pepper, Zoe, the Beatles, or Ray Connick? Well, the best, the honestly, the my favorite rendition that I've heard is by a Canadian chick who married a, a American musician named Elvis Costello, named Diana Crawl. And man, if you're if you're a music aficionado and you're not familiar with Diana Crawl. You, you you need to go get that way real she's quick boy she she is she sings she writes she arranges she plays the piano and then has twins on the side so uh quite a musician i believe from the vancouver area one of one of my favorite jazz people that i, I don't follow it too close anymore but that i've stumbled across in a long time diana crawl exceptional talent exceptional roger yes daniel what yeah, are you? Is anybody aware? I did some research on Tesla quite a bit, and there is an exact modeling of the tunnels and different things in the chambers of the of the thing as his tower. And I believe that was an energy, a free energy source that was being used. That's why it had the gold on top. It it, it let out. It was a, it, it was a giant Tesla tower. Is what right, I right. Well, I know I heard Rents talking about this one night, and at one point he developed some kind of a frequency machine, not much bigger than a cigarette box, I think. And they went to one of the big buildings, their steel frame in in uh, uh, New York, and he attached it to in the basement the, the some of the main uh, structural parts, and he turned it on. And it started, and they had to knock the thing off with a board because they couldn't turn it off, and they were afraid the building was going to explode. <laughs> it's amazing. I believe all this energy was given to us by God, and it was around in the old days, and that's a lot of how things got done. And um, it's amazing that um, Tesla figured it out again. But, um, you know, there's all kinds of the dark ages are dark because I think it was a collapse of a system, and they they – they depopulated at that point. There was buildings and stuff that they can never replicate that was built in those days. Yeah. Tartarian. Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing what they've kept from us. You know, what a what lives. a what a gift and a brain Tesla had to have had. Yeah. I mean really, you know, even a hundred years ago. Okay, more actually. So anyway, uh, any any new students or anything with any questions, we can get back on track here. Um, not that these are extemporaneous, uh, uh, non-rewarding topics and subjects. This is very important information, but I don't want to neglect our main emphasis here. Is there anybody that's got any questions that need to be addressed? I have a question. Okay, good. Who are you, first of all? Oh, Thomas. What's oh, hey, Thomas. Well, you don't call enough. I don't recognize your voice. How you doing? How's Zorro? Oh, he's doing good. <clears throat> uh, hanging in there. Okay. Like everybody, you know. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
first guy first guy that ever contacted me on the first broadcast i ever did this is our mutual friend zorro it's the reason he sticks in my mind um, my question was <clears throat> what i did was i uh you know filed my affidavit back in um i think it was in march and um actually no april 22nd sent it off to anthony blinken and i waited for a while then i went and filed my, for my passport because it was running out and literally took one month i put the expedited thing on it got it the other day something interesting on the passport because i looked at it and i've seen zorro's we've looked at it upside down nothing different right nothing different so I'm looking at mine, and I'm just got maybe someone else could look at theirs. It just came, um, and uh, at the very bottom of my page, you know, by my picture, it says "See page 27." You know, all the different endorsements for if you travel, they always stamp the different pages. That's the visa part, yeah. So, yeah, and it actually, and underneath it says, underneath it it says endorsement, then. Um, Mentions specialty, you know, like in three different languages, basically saying uh, this is for something special. So, see page twenty-seven, typed right in there. So, on page twenty-seven, there's absolutely nothing, and I've taken it and turned it all different ways to see if there's some kind of a watermark or this or that. And I know that on one of the pages on the American Samoan passport, you can look it up on wikipedia or whatever it actually does say this person is not a well, US big big stamp on the visa pages this person is not a yeah. citizen of the united states right and so on page 27 mine is absolutely blank even right. though it's obviously very prominently typed in on my front page see page 27 has anybody else gotten that now, see this is the way they're wig this is the way they're wiggling around with the american samoa thing let's go back to title eight in the definition of national in the United States Code, Thomas. Have you looked at that? Have you heard us talk about that? I probably have. You have to re okay. Well, it's very important because it applies to exactly what you're saying here in a, in a different aspect. Okay, in the Title Eight definition, it says a national is someone born in American Samoa, Swains Island, or the outlying territories. Now, what sticks with you about that definition? The outlying territories. I don't know. Well, the outlying territories are the states. This is where they're hiding it. This exactly. is this is which ones the yeah. P under, you know. And the reason, and that everywhere else, they call the American Samoans non-citizen nationals, don't they? Because that's what they are. Even stamping it in their passport. Yeah. But here they're mixing metaphors. They've got the uh, American Samoa and Swains Island and the outlying territories, so they couldn't use the setup phrase a non citizen national is because a non-citizen national would not be the outlying territories, so they fall back and use the term national and include the American Samoans to link it to the outlying territories. You see what I'm saying? I mean, these, listen, these are some slick son-of-a-bitches right here, all right? And the deeper you get into this and understand the nuances of it, the slicker they get. Well, I'm just wondering if they forgot to stamp it. Or well, what would they? No, they're not they, going. They, well, they're not going to stamp a non-citizen national because you're not, and they're not going to yeah, stamp it a right. national because then you can go show everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
They're not going to do anything where you can take this to other people and go, nah, 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 I'm different than you. They're not going to do that. Hey, mine says the same thing. Oh, does it? Oh, yep. okay. All right. See, this right, is so their, this is, this is the right. wiles of your enemy right here. And you wonder why nobody's ever figured this out? Because nobody understood it, the feudal system and they could backtrack it and differentiate these. Say Roger. Re- reference. Do what? Let Thomas finish, Mark. I'll get to you. Go ahead, Thomas. Okay, sir. I've got half a mind to try to call up the passport people and say, listen, I'm supposed to have something. No, no, no. You you guys stop that shit. Stop that crap. Put a FOIA in and make sure it's in your administrative file. That's the answer here. Yeah, yeah. It cuts past all their shenanigans. That's what counts. Is that citizenship evidence in the possession of the secretary? That's rubber meeting road right there. Uh, hey, uh, Roger. Yeah. Hey, um, I'm up here in Pennsylvania, and I have the same thing on the back of my uh, SC page 27. When I drive a vehicle that is under the under the government, uh, it's in my name and under the government. They won't pull me over. But if I if if I get caught in somebody else's vehicle and they pull me over, I hand them this passport, and they always have tell me to carry on my way. Oh, there you go. Okay. And see, what you're getting is the trickery and wiles and the obvious deception they're trying to throw out there to hide this. We've penetrated their little shell. We know what's going on, and that's why we're having success. And to go back to um, Friday, also they were talking about the signature, the nature. You can. Uh, it's better to use the authorized representative if you're going to use something. Oh, you mean at the post office? As along with barrier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Authorized representatives for the post office and the barrier for the for the um, passport. Okay. So, uh, Thomas, that, did, did that help you a little bit? What we went over? Yeah, I did have I did have one more question. Okay. Good. Um, when I sent when I sent my my, my passport uh, in for my my declaration and all that, I paid the extra money for a passport card. Yes. And I, 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 uh, does, is that, did I, the lady at the post office was pretty feisty, kind of Hispanic lady. <clears throat> she looked at me and, and she said, uh, well, did you ever have a passport card before? I said, well, no, but I signed it here. I want to get both the passport and the card. There's the extra money. There's the expedite fee. She goes, you're not going to get your card. I said, why not? She says, well, you never had one before. Oh, that's crap. <laughs> Yeah, so I you're in a contract. You're paying them for yeah. something. They have the obligation to respond to the payment you submitted and the things they're supposed to do. That's crap. Yeah. yeah. Well, she almost made it sound like, well, you're got you're renewing your passport, so you're doing the DS eighty two, but you're not renewing your card. You never had one before, and she was really funny about it. I'm waiting to see if I get it. You'll you know? get it. They don't send them back. It. They don't send them back at the same time. The card's a little bit delayed for some reason. Diversity higher. Diversity higher, Jeff says. <laughs> EOE, baby, EOE. <laughs> of course, if you're white, we don't have to adhere to that, but whatever. I hey, Roger. I thought the card would come back fast. 
No, it's the passport company. Cards usually delayed. Who knows? Maybe they got to send it to okay. C- they might got to have to send it to Citibank first to get it laminated or something. Okay, who was trying okay, to? Ask I got him? my card in two weeks. So. Well, there you go, Mike. Was cool. well. Sometimes so, yeah. you know, I got no answers for all the problems. Internal at the post office, I got no answers. Internal at the State Department, I got no answers. That's their ballywick. Mark, now hold it. There's two or three people that want to say something. I want to make sure we get the other people first. Mark, you've had a little bit of time today, so. Hold Hold what you're saying. Who was Someone trying to? Has their hand raised. All right, whoever's got hey, their Roger. hand. All right, uh, who's who's? Hey, Roger. Oh, that's Tim from Tucson. Hey, Tim. Hey, just wanted to uh, let you know. Oh, hey, Tim. Hi, uh, I just want to let you know. I got the. Uh, I I mailed out the the um, sent the affidavit out on the first of July and got the green card back on the twenty first. I think very good. To your birthday, right? Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, uh, that was Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's how long it took for me. But that's yeah. you're you're the exception, not the rule. It seems, Tim. Did you get in hold? Did All you right. and Daryl? Did you and Daryl start communicating? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. All right. Well, we'll you, do. you fly yeah. boys will then, you know have a nice little sidebar on us. <laughs> and then, if you could, uh, just for clarification, on the Fourteenth Amendment verbiage of uh, the and inclusive where it should have been the or uh can you can you explain that in detail just a little bit well i can you know and i've only recently come to this understanding and you know to look at this in a complete picture tim you can't just look at the 14th you got to include the 13th because they work together hand and glove like a like an engine in a caboose okay and so it's important to understand the history of it also and the fact that and again i've just recently learned this you know recent is that when they passed the 13th amendment in 1868 it was in june and they allowed the southern legislators back into congress to vote on it that's unusual isn't it okay sure is so they passed the 13th amendment with a full congress and it's constitutional Therefore, the 14th Amendment, six months later in December, they wouldn't let them back in to vote on it. Technically, it's not constitutional, okay, but it's still there, all right? Uh, it was a valid argument. Good luck getting it an inch forward, okay? But now let's look at them together in the way they operate. The constitutional element, and remember, there was a previous 13th Amendment. Do you know about that, Tim? Yes. Okay. Well, that they got the that where, uh, title, the titles of nobility thing. So they got that out of the way, and I'm not sure how or when or where. Okay. Uh, where in D.C., obviously, but how or when. But somehow that was swept out of the way, and we know it passed, and we know it was ratified because I've actually seen it in old law books in the Constitution in a law book. Okay. So it was passed, and somehow they got that thing out of there. And to set up, because, well, I'll give you a perfect example of why. The lawyer, it was a, a railroad lawyer from Ohio that introduced the Civil Rights of, Act of 1866, which, turn, which is the 14th Amendment, and he was an attorney that introduced the legislation, and if the old 13th Amendment would have been in act, he wouldn't have been in the legislator. legislature, okay? So, anyway, whatever that nebulous, uh, confusing, and and dark history is, the new one gets passed in June, and let's go over it here and see what they're doing. Remember, these guys always use, when they do these big things, they got a two-step method, 
minimum two steps they got to set up like cocking a rifle you cock the rifle and you pull the trigger that's exactly what they're doing here cocking the rifles the 13th amendment what was the main object now that we know the end game that they're looking at 100 years down the road they want everybody in the country to be under federalism right right and this is how they, they set it up in the 13th amendment Okay. The 13th Amendment is, and I'm paraphrasing, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, comma, unless a person is uh, convicted, duly convicted of a crime, comma, shall be legal in the states or their jurisdictions. What do you see there? Or let me, let me ask it another way. What don't you see there? Hmm. You know, there's a concept called legal by omission, Tim. Okay. Voluntary servitude and is what's And if it's concerned. not expressly mentioned, it's legal, and the one they leave out is voluntary servitude. I see. So now, now point. hold on. There's a qualifier here. In the Constitution, there's a clause that says they can't impair your ability to contract, and you can voluntarily contract into bond servant at any time. So that is voluntary servitude, but the point is it's left out in that amendment. Okay. Now, go to the bottom, and you see the word there, plural. That has to be the states. This is how they set up putting the ultimate net over everybody is the setups in the 13th Amendment. Now, you see see where I'm going? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now let's go to the Fourteenth Amendment. Let's the look 13th at thirteenth is the precursor. To Correct. It's the, the set. Is they're cocking the rifle. Okay. The Fourteenth yeah. is where they pull the trigger. Now let's look at it. All persons. Now there's eight legal landmines in what I'm going to quote you. All persons born or naturalized in the United States, comma, and subject to the jurisdiction thereof, comma, are citizens of the United States in the state wherein they reside. All right. Man, that that's a minefield, all right? And the first one's person because the person is a legal person, not a person person, not an individual. And so they're setting you up right there. So it says any legal person, what does that mean, that receives rights from the 14th Amendment and those correlative duties, okay? So any legal person born or naturalized, that's where they set it up right there. All persons born or naturalized. There it is. There there it is right there. All legal persons born or naturalized in the United States. Now, they took care. Now, we know the end game and how they did it. They took care of you qualifying for this. It's a two-pronged legal test. you got to be a person born or naturalized in the United States, and you got to be subject to the jurisdiction thereof. That's the twin legal test, Okay. This is why I say nobody's ever figured this out because they didn't know the end game. We know the end game, and we can go back and deconstruct it. All right? All persons born and naturalized in the United States. Well, Tim, you were born and naturalized in the United States, weren't you? Yes. You got a birth certificate that represents that, don't you? Yes. Well, I guess the presumption's right there that that fits you on the first prong, doesn't it? Sure does. Okay. Now the second prong and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. The key word, and. It doesn't say all persons born and naturalized in the United States are subject to the jurisdiction thereof. It says and. So there's a qualifier. There's a second prong to the test. Well, what's what's the second prong? Are you a citizen of the United States? Are you a resident? 
I see. And now, that, that, I guess if you don't know and you answer those yes, you're subject to the jurisdiction thereof in the second prong of the test, aren't you? Yep. They do this shit 200 years ago. Thank you for clarifying that, Roger. It's right that. there. That's why they ask you the questions. It's the key qualifier to get you into the damn voluntary servitude that was set up in the 13th Amendment as legal. Those red bastards. These guys keep hammer. These damn bastards are slick, man. So, Roger, how do you respond to that? Respond to what? If they ask you, well, I already know, but if someone... Well, that's what the affidavit did. You gave them your consent with the second prong of the test by erroneously answering the questions. You're giving them consent. Now you're taking it away because that's your choice. And you take it away by filing the affidavit. You're not getting my consent. This whole damn thing's based on fraud. Right. Does that make sense to everybody? I mean, I just about pooped my pants when I figured this out somewhat recently. I'm going, hell. That, now, what, Tim, you know what that additionally proves? What's that? The Civil War was started to pass the 13th and the 14th Amendment so they could control the world with it 100 years later. Gosh. Wow. That's what it proves. That's Oink vey. Pardon me? Oink vey. Oink vey. Oink vey. No, oink. Yeah, that's what I said, oink vey. Hey, take care, everybody. Thanks for uh, clarifying that, Roger. I'm going to uh, catch the rest on... Uh, on cash on the, uh, Yes, okay. sir. All right. Well, we're glad to have you along, Tim, and you call in hey, with thanks. anything. And uh, uh, you noodle on that for a while, boy. You're going to. I will. That's profound, man. I mean, it look, sure I, at my entire life, we've been arguing about the Civil War, and nobody had the damn answer. Yeah. So these are the heinous, murdering, slaving bastards we're dealing with right here. You threw something across your room right then, didn't you? <laughs> I want to. I mean, I get pissed at this, man. And I can't get people to listen. Alexander Hamilton was one of them. Yes, he was. How many died in the Civil War? 600,000 minimum. Unbelievable. Brother, brothers fighting brothers over this. Okay. And on a happier note, yeah, uh, thanks. Tim got me. Tim, we weed in my Cheerios, obviously. <laughs> well, I don't want to wet in your wet in your weedies. Um, <laughs> uh, the Diana Krell song you were talking about was actually on the Candlelit Evening uh, oh. album from 2010. Oh. Well, it's a Candlelit Evening kind of song, Besame Mucho. Yeah, you just want to go grab somebody and hug them, you know. Okay, well, I'm 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 searching for yeah, it. You know, one of the reasons, Jeff, that that song hooks you to me, and it's something I got from all my music. It's always the the minor key songs that hook people. For some reason, minor yeah, keys just friggin' hook you, boy. 
That's the ones you can't get out of your mind, you know. It's all frequency. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's a frequency. So anyway, I don't know what key that's written in, but it's obviously a minor. Um, so uh, what else? Can, where else can we go here with the time we got left? No new people on with any answers or anything? Questions? There's Paul one. Roger. There's one. Hold it. We got somebody else. Hold on, Mark. Let's find the new people first. Who Who is the new person that's trying to say hey? I hear you very faintly. Could you talk just a little louder and tell us your name, please? Um, I don't know if, I, if it's something with my my phone or what. But no, you're good. Talk. You're good. Okay. No, I was I was just calling um, or listening. It's my second or third time listening. I've emailed you a couple times. This is John from Wisconsin. Oh, hey, John. Uh, yes, a couple questions. Um, and first of all, God bless you for what you're doing. This is this is amazing. I've I've been in this arena for probably a couple decades and never had this information. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Tim Turner. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know Mr. Turner. Okay. I don't know if you have any comments or anything. Well, he, mud- he muddied the water for a lot of us, and I don't know much about some of his techniques i don't know about the you know as patriot uh, information obviously and i'm not uh, it, it just kind of got a bad rap you know and the word affected me john is telling people to go file at the property records office and the damn property records office called the fbi sovereign citizen squad on them so are the cops you know oh can you come back in an hour and they come back and the sheriff's department is waiting at the door for them that's tim turner okay um I guess I don't understand that. Because he had you guys filing UCC1 forms and all kinds of crap that didn't mean anything and clogging up the damn property records office. That's why it happened. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, yeah, obviously this is this is a, a huge game changer in my book. Um, I would, I guess, one, real quick before I forget, um, a gentleman earlier mentioned something about a barrier or authorized representative as far as I okay know. he's talking about the passport application if you're a first-time passport applicant you have to sign the uh, signature under under the auspices of an authorized agent usually your post office will have one but ken one of our new guys it lives in a small town in texas and they didn't have one so where'd they send him to the courthouse because then you have to sign it in front of a judge why are they doing that john i i guess i don't know well because this is the one time the state department has to put the scam in front of you and the first time you get a passport they want to make sure that you because they figure you're not going to figure it out and you're signing it in front of an authorized official to further validate the fact that yes i give you consent and i consent to the fraud it's intimidation also yep probably but I think it's that because in the DS-82, if you're going to do a, a renewal, you don't have to go through that. They also, in the renewal form, do not ask the question where your parents citizens of the United States. And as innocent as that question seems on the DS-11, what they're doing is setting up the presumption of law because they were your parents. They were in servitude in the feudal system. You're born into servitude. That's why they're doing that. 
I mean, obviously, okay. you need to know the, the, the information, too, but there's a secondary, as with all of their means, there's a secondary object, and the secondary object is to set up the presumption that you're going to sign that not knowing it in an authorized agent, and, well, hell, I guess he's his slave. You know, it comes back here, John, to this. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. John ought to know what the hell he is, shouldn't he? That's the auspices they're working under here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get that. What I guess I'm still struggling with, and if you could be patient with me. Oh, I, I, um, okay. What is it What is it that the post office didn't have that had, they had to send you to the judge, and how does that tie in with they, the they, Well, the authorized agent, when every post office will have someone assigned to do this passport stuff. And, and the post office being a government, uh, used to be a government agency, they, they're an authorized agent. So they want some representative that's authorized from the federal government watching you oversee that signature on the, only the first only the first submission. And if there's not one of those in a post office, it says in the instructions, you got to go hunt up a local judge and find it, sign it in front of a judge. John, have you ever seen another government form that was a requirement on? <laughs> No. Okay. Well, doesn't that answer your question? No, absolutely. I, I, what I was getting at, I guess my question was, is I get that they're an authorized agent. Um, was that any? So that was what he was talking about when he mentioned the term barrier, or I thought he said authorized representative. Maybe that's the same thing. Well, they use the term authorized agent, and, and, and they do it in the DS-11 above the signature and the oath part. There's a big bold letter stop. Do not sign unless in presence of administrating official. Gotcha. So I guess okay, that clarifies it. Thank you much. I I guess my one of my confusion was I thought we were signing in the capacity of an authorized No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. You, they're locking you in to being a serve. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Now, are there are there any issues if uh with getting your passport or the passport card if a person has is allegedly owes any irs taxes yes yes they will not and this is relatively new in the last couple of years it went into effect january 1st a year ago i i heard somewhere that they revoked two hundred fifty thousand passports of people that are outside the country around the world when that took effect okay and they passed a law that the state department can reject your passport application there's a couple of different tests here one if you are over five fifty thousand dollars now this is the key in collections with irs so it's got to go through the process enough to be in collections but it, they can either reject your application or revoke your current passport now there's one other one that I ran into a guy down here in Ecuador that has that situation, and he'd been around fathering a bunch of children, you know, Mr. Mister Sexuality, and then he bolts in the country on his child support, and he's down here, and his passport runs out. He goes to the embassy, and they said, well, we'll issue you a one-way passport back. Gotcha. Okay. So, and then, so basically... I'd, it'd be futile for me to try to if I they claim I own so much uh, income tax to try to, to file it. Yeah, well, you know, you're just not going to have a passport. That doesn't mean you can't be free. Correct, because you just you just send that. See, they they can't they can't they can't reject that. Okay, my question too then would be if if that's the case, you know, if you're filing and you're you're submitting your affidavit that you are a national. 
how is it that they have jurisdiction or the IRS actually can claim that you owe tax? Because you're submitting it with a passport application. It doesn't get filed unless the passport application is complete. But if you're just sending in the declaration, the affidavit without, you know, like the cold one first. Right. That's why we've switched that approach here is because they can't say no. It's your choice. They got accepted. Correct. So that was my other question. Well, you know, now now hold it, John. You've just opened up a whole new area I've never thought through before. If you do that first and you're a national now, why don't you go? Now, they may it may cost you a hundred and something dollars. Okay, because they can always reject it and keep your application fee. But you might want to think about noodle on this as another approach. Never thought about it before this minute right here of now that you're a national, those regulations don't apply to you. You put an explanatory statement on your passport application. And even if they reject it now, you've got a point to start an administrative appeal on and hold their feet to the fire. Thank you. That was my hey, Okay, hold on. Somebody's hey, Roger. Okay, go. hold on, John. Let's get this input here. Yes. This is what I did. I had problems with the IRS, so when I filed with the state, I just shot the. Um, I shot a letter with the uh, affidavit straight to the IRS, and one's with the state. This way, I got that covered. So the passport, when my passport went, because my mistake is I had a problem like that. They shot it back. I said this ain't happening, and I shot I shot a cover letter with an affidavit straight to the uh, uh, commissioner of the IRS, and that passport went through easier than butter. Okay. Who is this? This I think is our, our James this, in this, Pennsylvania. I think right. Yeah. They, yes. This is James from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And another thing, guys, when you go to these agents, you got to remember they're agents. They're not for you. They're always against you. And that's why they're agents. You got to make sure they stay. I put my birth certificate. I got my birth certificate naturalized years ago. It's just a long process to do it right. So I put it in one of them sleeves and I have them staple everything to the sleeve. If you're at, if they don't want it, you got to make sure they staple your affidavit and all your stuff to your application and then you got to make sure that they staple your identity documents which if you ever want to get your affidavit i mean your birth certificates you got to put that in the sleeve and have them staple the the side that you can put the sleeve in to a to a book where it don't hurt your birth certificate and have them stay because they don't like to staple that stuff to the application no, and you, and they, and they should sure they do it you, you, well i don't I, okay but I don't know about that. I'm just letting you know, and the only reason I knew this because I used to get my stuff done from a library, and this lady was really old, and she used to make sure I used to watch her put my stuff in the uh, in, in in the uh, application before she sent it off. Because when they do expedite, she says they they get a lot, so they'll just wait and shoot them all in one in one shot. But nowadays, the post office telling you that they, they got a special procedure and you're not, they're not, they're not allowed to do that for you. I don't know how that true that is. I didn't do it for you yet on that. I just found that out the other day by an individual that says that they try to reject him well, because of that. Well, you but, know, and, and if yeah. it's a first time DS 11, the post office, once you go and coordinate with that authorized agent and get your business done, he's the one that's going to go put it in the mail. And Ken recently in Texas, when told me this stuck with me, when they sent him to the judge, the courthouse mailed it off. They didn't just let him sign it and send it in. The courthouse did that where there was no authorized agent at the post office. So once you've signed it, they take over, okay? 
And yes, well, they're bad guys. The but they're authorized agents of the bad guys. They're not on your side necessarily, but they may be behind the scenes personally. But their job isn't. Their job is to just go through this, make sure it's you, make sure you sign it, and hope. I, you know, the guys at the State Department want a wing and a prayer that you don't include an affidavit with the damn thing. Right, look at the yeah. links and, they've and gone right, to. We are. Look at the lengths they've gone to to hide this. I mean, it's just yeah, layer after layer after layer of deception. Is there any way um, that I could speak or communicate with James? I'll be the, via what he did in that IRS situation, so I don't monopolize this phone call. James, um, can James, can you put your phone number or uh, email in the chat? Can John, can you see the chat? I don't. I, I'm not in the chat. I don't know how to, my, my, um, okay. thing won't let me get all right, on that. All right. I didn't really want to bother. His, his, phone number, his phone number is actually on because of him calling in when people call in. Oh, he's on a call in. in. John, can you put your, uh, <laughs> cursor over his profile and get his phone number off of it? Or well, hell it's public in, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know I put star I push star eighty two so my phone number comes through for you and so you can see who I am. Yeah, his his is showing anonymous. James, your show's anonymous. Is it still showing anonymous? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Don't don't um I will uh I will grab the phone number and I will drop it in chat. If you hover over it you can see it. We, Thank we you. don't read yep. the phone number because okay. that's going on. John, can you end. access the chat? Yes, I can. Okay. Paul, do that if you would, please, and we'll solve this problem. Okay. Okay. So so let the, yeah. let the guy that was talking uh, anonymous uh, speak up James. a minute so I can get a beat on your, uh, <laughs> James, so I can get a beat on your phone number. Yeah. Do you want me to give it over to you? I don't care. No, 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 no. no, no James, no, no, no. all he wants you to do is to. talk. Got it. Got it. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, who he is. I, really, I appreciate that. Go ahead. What can I help you with if I can help you? You're doing it right now by talking. You're uh, highlighting your phone number so Paul can grab it. Actually, I was okay. Able to okay, that's fine. I was able to access the chat. Oh, wait, here we go. Oh, now I think I got it. Give the last so, four. What's I, well, the last four number? What's the last four digits the of the number you got? Hold, hold on, James, a second now. I'm sorry to get you stopping and going here. Uh, John, read the last four digits of the number out and see if they correlate with James, please. I think I just put it in the chat. Yeah, I haven't seen. Okay. Paul, 94. 1890. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right. We got it. You guys yak after the program. Uh, okay, John, what else can we address for you? I, um, that was actually, I want to finish one more thing. Okay, go ahead, James. I want to finish one more thing, and I'm getting off. Um, I, I, just want to, I just want you to realize that, um, uh, first of all, happy birthday, belated happy birthday, that um, Roger um, is telling you is that basically the Constitution still existed there's no those positions are empty That's they can't see everything these, it's empty but i believe it's funny. these <laughs> guys don't have the power to get rid of that stuff all they can do is veneer over it and fool you yeah just laying just laying laying good sod over good grass that's right. all they're doing just trying to just trying to 
put put wheat in our I mean put bad bad weeds in our in our good green grass. Let That's me all. give you an example, John, and audience. If you go, you know, there's three sets of law books in the law library. The first one is the organic statutes at large. John, you know this stuff. A little bit. I'm familiar with it. Okay. Well, you go to the, 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 as I like to say, that that's the group of law books with all the dust on them because nobody ever goes over there. Okay. So you want to go in there to the law library. You want to find the statutes at large. You want to get volume one and you want to open it up. What's in, what's in the front cover? That, that I wouldn't know. Declaration of Independence, Articles of Confederation, Northwest Territory. You think they'd be in a set of law books in Volume 1 at the first if they didn't still apply? Good point. Okay. Those laws are not copyrighted. All they can do is veneer over and fool you. That's why they've gone to all this trouble for but it's a pre-Civil War, just as we went over earlier, that war was fought to get these two amendments into that document because they knew they were going to control the world with it 100 years later, asking people those two questions and subject to the jurisdiction thereof, erroneously because you're ignorant, you answer yes, and now they got the two-pronged test, and hey, baby, you're a slave, and you're the one that volunteered and gave them the permission. Thank you, Roger, so much. I mean, this has just been uh, hey, an you been? How long you been in the Patriot Movement, John? Um. Since about 2000. Okay, 20 years, 25 years almost. I'm going to tell you, the only reason I know this is because I had John W. Benson as a law teacher, and John W. Benson knew law that they don't teach in law schools anymore. That's what's going on. And he knew it was the he knew it was the feudal system. And if you don't know this is the feudal system you're dealing with, you'll never do anything but shadow box with it. There's Tim Turner. There's David Strait. There's Anna Von Wrights and all the others right there because they don't even know what they're fighting. You know, I'll tell you what it's it's amazing. In the Wisconsin Constitution, I can't remember it's Article One. I want to say maybe Section Fourteen. It actually mentions the word feudal, and it says. In Wisconsin, feudal tenures are strictly prohibited. <laughs> now, tenures, tenures, not serfs. Okay, where I, I get <laughs> the feudal so tenure all, was the manor. Okay. The serfs were the okay. were the labor on the manor, and the lord of the manor oversaw the tenure. Because Wisconsin knew that men cannot serve two masters. You can't have uh, you can't have the the lord of the manor federally or and state. Well, you can have the serfs though, because yeah, you you're on because that's not in, the federal manor ain't in Wisconsin. It's in D.C. That's right. Yeah, and the house can't stand divided. Okay, sir. Is there any way, Roger, that, I mean, I know outside of submitting an affidavit, I know they can try to trick you, that by interfacing with the government, the federal government, um, in any way that you're at risk of recontracting? No, no, no. Okay, so whether you are you had to file some legal paperwork or being in a bankruptcy or anything like that, that's not possible. Just because okay. you're free doesn't mean you can't contract with them on a, a per, per situation basis. 
Okay. In other words, we got we got guys that are commercial truck drivers. They got to have a CDL. You got to be a citizen of the United States or a resident to get a CDL. But when they're not driving commerce and they're driving home, they're not under the auspices of acting in commerce. They're going home in a private conveyance. Please place this citizenship evidence firmly and permanently in my administrative file. Yep. So and the reason I bring this up is, is because I've been I've been fighting a foreclosure on my house since uh, 2009. Jeez. And what really what really brought this to my what my brother is the grace of God that brought this uh, information to me. First, he sent me some David straight stuff, and he sent me your stuff after. Well, you got, I got, we got all kinds of ambient noise, John. We got phones ringing, people talking. Oh, and, uh, okay. That's okay. It just shut off. I'm sorry. Somebody was calling. That was my caller ID and my house phone. So, anyway, um, yeah, since 2009, I've been back and forth in and out of federal court, state court, bankruptcy court. And the, the, the judge, this has been the third judge on this case. I've had umpteen attorneys. And they finally just really showed his true colors. He claimed to be a Christian, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, and when he was, he was running for Wisconsin Supreme Court, to make a long story short, um, I actually, they, with the bogus judgment, I've got proof, unequivocal proof that the bank didn't have the note. So, uh, again, through an attorney acquaintance of mine, she found a Supreme Court case that stated he was that judgment. Through the eviction process, in order for them to force us out of our home, which in Wisconsin they do via writ of assistance, they are required because that the United States Supreme Court in Purnell versus Southall stated that it's unequivocally to force somebody out of their home to take possession is a action at law. Okay. Well, most most constitutions, including the state of Wisconsin, states that you know any action at law a trial by every jury if demanded is it shall be inviolate okay right and uh, they just just ignored it and i'm just like i tried to i tried to i used to do the sovereign citizen stuff or whatever you want to call it with tim turner then i went back i got they threw me in prison for an irs situation so i was in prison federal prison for three years oh. and after i got back out i had couldn't do any of this pay, a certain kind of paper so i stayed away from it i played by their rules i had them dead to rights in every way the judgment is clearly void and then this happened, and, and I, I believe it's the grace of God that I got your information now. Well, because if you if the grace of God guided you here, you ain't the first, John. We're out of time, okay? Okay. So call back tomorrow. You know where we are. We can have these discussions, but let's get them started earlier in the show, okay? Uh, and we just got cut off the server, and Jim Ram's right there ready to take over. So it's my my time's done, and uh, but we'll be back tomorrow. That's the good news. Uh, Jimbo, I know you're there, right? I'm here. There you go. So I'm going to turn it over to Jim, and he's got John and Kathy on today. So I'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you, Jimbo. Good. Very good show today. Very good show today. And I'll have that interview about the free energy on the uh, uh, show link today. Did you hear about that, Jim, the free energy thing? No. I'll send send it to you in your Telegram group, okay? Or your Telegram profile. I'll see you all. Jim's got to get going. All right. Thanks, Roger. Okay. We have links in the chat.